From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrin. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed basement with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, the woods. Open lines this hour, and I have one simple question for you this hour. And, I mean, we can talk about other things, of course. We can talk about UFO sightings or alien abductions or time travel or that strange scratching noise beneath your bed. believe you're a victim of mind control. Yes, we can talk about all of these things. But, again, I have one simple question that I'd like to ask you for this hour, and that is this. What do you think the Great Reset is? In other words, what do you think our leaders have in mind for us, the masses, the great unwashed? What is this great reset all about? Uh, So for those not familiar, and we don't know a lot about it, quick crash course. So there is this fellow, Klaus Schwab. He's a German engineer and economist, best known, however, as the founder of something called the World Economic Forum. It's basically a billionaire's think tank, a club, and they meet every year in Davos, Switzerland. It's sometimes called the Davos. And I guess it's a little bit like the Bilderbergs, except they're a little more open, a lot more transparent, really. I mean, they they will post their, their conferences and their... Uh, everything is online, really. They're quite out in the open. And world leaders will attend and industrialists and bankers and media moguls and you name it. It's not just billionaires, millionaires, but a lot of billionaires. So this great reset, it's a very popular term. And it's a proposal. It's an initiative by the World Economic Forum. They want to build the economy they want to do it in a sustainable there's that word sustainable way following the the COVID-19 pandemic and it was I guess officially unveiled back in in May of of 2020 by the um, by Prince Charles Bonnie Prince Charles and World Economic Forum Director Schwab but it it goes much further than rebuilding the economy. I mean, obviously, there's going to have to be a rebuilding of the economy once we survey the, the damage after these lockdowns finally end, and we will see exactly how bad things are. Of course, we're going to have to build, rebuild the economy. Uh, but Schwab and his devotees around the world, and they are legion, appear to be, including our own prime minister, they don't want to just rebuild the economy. It's not just we have to rebuild the economy. They want to restructure, fundamentally restructure the world order. They want to restructure capitalism. The problem is, I mean, all these things sound noble on the surface. I think we can all recognize there's much to be done in this world. The problem is it's our lives that are going to be restructured 
and we're kind of short on details as to what exactly they have in store for us. They're, they're vague, very vague. And again, we hear the same old buzzwords like sustainable and equity and social justice. These are fuzzy sounding words that can mean different things to different people. And isn't it odd that they are talking about restructuring our world, remaking the capitalist system into what? Again, we're not sure. But isn't it odd that they would be looking to institute this, institute this great reset while we're all under a a stay-at-home order? Isn't the timing rather peculiar? And of course, some people suspect that the Great Reset is something very nefarious indeed. And I think some of these people can be forgiven since some of these people grew up under totalitarian regimes and they escaped with their lives to come to Canada and the United States. They're very nervous. Some people fear that sustainability, there's that buzzword again, means taking away our cars our independence, our God-given right to freedom of mobility, or maybe not necessarily taking our cars in the beginning. Maybe they'll start by punishing us. Well, we know this is in store, right? They're going to raise gasoline taxes, carbon taxes. At some point, it'll just be too cost prohibitive to own and maintain a vehicle. So sustainability Zero emissions, they say, by 2050. Some are even suggesting 2050 is too late. Zero emissions by 2030. So they're sort of bundling COVID-19 with climate change and telling us we need to act now. We need to act fast. And this pandemic provides the perfect opportunity to do what exactly? So what are they proposing? We've heard about the, the green agenda. They think they're going to get rid of fossil fuels by 2050. This is absolute madness, I believe. They're going to replace it with what? Solar and wind? And uh, equity. What do they propose is going to happen or what, how do they propose to achieve this equity? Well, if you read a little bit on their website, and again, this is all out in the open. If you go to the World Economic Forum website, it's right there on the homepage. They are telling us about the Great Reset. But again, the details are a little vague, but they do speak in grandiose sweeping statements. They want to achieve equity. They want to build something called stakeholder capitalism. But it sounds like when you read it, it sounds like they're aiming at a massive transfer of wealth from one group to another. A transfer of wealth maybe from the West to the developing world. So here's the interesting thing. As I said, even though the Great Reset Initiative is right there on the World Economic Forum homepage. Our Prime Minister says it's all just a conspiracy theory. I want want you to listen to uh, this exchange 
and uh, Carlos and uh, Ryan back in studio. The uh, Justin Trudeau conspiracy theory clip. Here is Justin Trudeau. This was last year in an exchange uh, with a reporter as he stood outside the uh, the Rideau Cottage. Uh, ha- uh, have a listen to this. What do you have to say to those, including MPs in the House of Commons, who see in your use of the term Great Reset evidence of some sort of grand plot? What do you have to say to this sort of conspiracy theory out on social media now? I think we're in a time of anxiety where people are looking for reasons uh, for things that are happening to them, that the difficult moments we're in, it's nice to be able to try and find someone to blame, something to point to, something to get mad at. I think uh, we're seeing a lot of people fall prey to disinformation. And if conservative MPs and others want to start talking about conspiracy theories, well, that's their choice. I'm going to stay focused on helping Canadians get through this, on learning lessons from this pandemic, and making sure that the world we leave to our kids is even better than the world we inherited from our parents. All right, so... That's uh, Trudeau answering this reporter's law ball question. Did you hear the tone in her voice? This silly conspiracy theory. I want you to respond to this idiotic conspiracy theory that's on social media about this great reset. And of course, Trudeau launches into this monologue about how he'll leave the... uh, the crazy people to worry about the conspiracy theories. He's too focused on saving lives. But of course, Trudeau used these exact words. The, 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 a reset. He talked about a reset. He talked about how COVID is providing a, a, a narrow window of opportunity to reset the world. And uh, this is from his speech to the uh, UN. It was done kind of a teleconference or over uh, it was done online, obviously. He wasn't at the United Nations. Um, but here he is speaking to the United Nations about the Great Reset. The last six months have laid bare fundamental gaps and inequities within our societies and between them. As with climate change, those who have the least are impacted the most. That's why last spring, Canada worked with Prime Minister Andrew Holness and Secretary General Antonio Guterres to convene a high-level meeting to discuss how leaders around the world could work together to close these gaps and build a better, more equitable system that works for everyone. In May, we agreed to look at six urgent areas of action to mobilize financing for the response and the recovery. Over the course of the summer, our six working groups produced over 250 policy options. On September 8th, finance ministers gathered to discuss these options and their recommendations for the short, medium, and long term. The most promising ideas will be taken up within existing IMF and World Bank processes, as well as at the G7 and G20 leaders' summits later in the fall. Canada believes that a strong, coordinated response across the world and across sectors is essential. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. All right, so here's, there's Trudeau telling us about the need to reset the world order, COVID providing the opportunity 
to reset the world order. And yet, I don't know, days later, he's telling a reporter or agreeing with a reporter who said it's just a conspiracy theory. Well, Alberta Premier Jason Kenney doesn't think it's a conspiracy theory. Have a listen to Jason Kenney, who, uh, quite incident, uh, quite frankly, I, I have a, a whole new level of admiration and respect for after hearing what he has to say about the Great Reset. Here is Premier Kenney. Where do you stand on the Great Reset the Liberals are planning on introducing? Well, I, I, let me just say that, first of all, what is this Great Reset? Uh, uh, Pierre Polyev, the federal conservative finance critic, recently raised concerns about this, and then he was attacked by some in the media and by the Liberals for supposedly circulating conspiracy theories. Well, The Great Reset is actually the name of a book by a very prominent advocate of it. It's, his name is Klaus Schwab. He sent me a copy. I guess he sent one to every, probably every government leader around the world. And Klaus Schwab's uh, thesis in his book is that uh, we should, governments and societies, the world, should, quotes, seize the opportunity of the public health and economic crisis to reimagine the world and radically change policies. Now, in what ways? I would describe it as a grab bag of left-wing ideas for less freedom and more government, for more government intervention, uh, for um, policies that would, uh, I think, create massive poverty, uh, particularly energy policy, uh, policies that he is advocating. So Klaus Schwab, by the way, is the president and founder of the World Economic Forum, also known as the Davos Summit. I call it the biggest gathering of global hypocrites uh, in history. It's the um, it's a little ski village in Switzerland, and every I think February, um, a, a couple of thousand super rich uh, people, uh, a lot of billionaires, millionaires, global CEOs. And politicians fly into Davos men, with hundreds of private airplanes. They go into Switzerland and they spend a week basically lecturing uh, the rest of the world, including especially working women and men, about how they should reduce their carbon footprint. Uh, uh, the hypocrisy in that crowd is, is so uh, thick you can't even cut it with a knife. And so, no, I'm not going to be taking any uh, policy direction from Klaus Schwab or his, his ilk. But, and what I find offensive, look, the so-called Great Reset is not a conspiracy theory. It is an actual set of, propo- of concrete proposals being advocated by some very influential people, and including, apparently, by Prime Minister Trudeau, who clearly alluded to it, referred to it, quoted from it, the Schwab theory, uh, in a speech he gave to the United Nations a couple of months ago. So it's not a conspiracy theory to talk about that. Those are the folks advocating it. And I think it's perfectly legitimate for democratically elected leaders for me to say, heck no, we're not going to exploit or take the uh, take advantage of a crisis to uh, advance a political agenda. All right. So did you get that? Premier Kenny. I never liked him in the beginning. I thought, this guy's not a real conservative. But I tell you, his, in my estimation, his, uh, his street cred has just gone through the roof with this statement. But isn't it interesting 
that he said Klaus Schwab sent a book directly to him. And Schwab did write a book, interestingly, about three months, maybe four months at the outset or at the out, uh, at, at the most, four months after half the world was under complete lockdown. Klaus Schwab miraculously is able to quickly publish this book, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. The timing was just incredible. So this is obviously something that Schwab is is intent on pushing through or trying to. I mean, he is reaching out to world leaders. He's sending books to all of the, the premiers, no doubt all of the the governors, all of the prime ministers and presidents around the world. Who knows? Maybe all of the, the members of the, uh, the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate. Everybody's getting a copy, it would seem. This manifesto, if you will. So... Isn't it odd that our prime minister would insist that it's a conspiracy? Never mind. There's no such thing as a great reset. Well, again, go to weforum.org. We, W-E as in world economic, weforum.org. And there it is on the front page. The great reset. Get ready for the future, they say. Now is the time for a great reset. What do you think it really means? 416-360-0740. 416-360-0740. And toll free from out of town, 1-866-740-4740. Are you excited about the prospect of living in a world where we have this great reset? Are you optimistic or are you fearful? Are you nervous? I have to be honest. I'm more than a little nervous. So, what do we know about the Great Reset? Well, they talk about the Reset having essentially three main components. The first is to steer the market towards what they call fairer outcomes. So they're saying that governments need to improve coordination, for example, in tax, regulatory, and fiscal policy. Focus on those words, improve coordination. What does that mean? Governments should improve coordination. Governments, plural, nation states, they need to coordinate. What are they talking about? Some sort of a world tax? Maybe, maybe not. Again, the details are very vague, but but make no mistake, they're talking about it in the dark, in the back rooms. Meanwhile, they're telling us it's all just a silly conspiracy theory. They go on to say they want to upgrade trade arrangements and create the conditions for a stakeholder economy, whatever that means. At a time of diminishing tax bases and soaring public debt, governments have a powerful incentive to pursue such action. Moreover, Government should implement long overdue reforms that promote more equitable outcomes. Ah, equitable outcomes. So let's think about that, equitable outcomes. That's not what the founders, for example, 
had in mind when they talked about equality. Equality before God, certainly. We're all equal before God. Equality before the law, that's essential in a Western liberal democracy. We don't always achieve that. And equality of opportunity. Those are the types of equality upon which Western civilization is is based upon. Not equitable outcomes. That is socialism. We'll take a quick time out, come back, and uh, hopefully get to your phone calls. What do you think The Great Reset is all about? Curiosity, or did the devil make you do it? Whatever the reason, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. It's actually the opposite of a conspiracy. It's all right there in the open. It's only journalists and our prime minister that are calling it a conspiracy theory all they need to do is go to weforum.org the world economic forum and it's right there the detail sketchy but uh so i was talking about this great reset agenda they want to create this stakeholder economy they want to create the conditions for more equitable outcomes this is I would say by far the most troubling aspect of this equitable outcomes so it's it's supposed to work this way right everyone you make sure everyone gets to start the race at the same time equitable outcome means we get to decide who finishes the race first it's not supposed to work that way so it goes on to say, moreover, governments should implement long overdue, long overdue reforms that promote more equitable outcomes. Depending on the country, these may include changes to wealth taxes, the withdrawal of fossil fuel subsidies. How is that going to help with equitable outcomes? When you lay off 11,000 pipeline workers because of the cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline. How is that working out in terms of equitable outcomes? So, again, changes to wealth taxes, the withdrawal of fossil fuel subsidies, and new rules governing governing intellectual property trade and competition. The second component of a Great Reset Agenda would ensure that investments advance shared goals, such as equality, and sustainability. Again, those are very squishy words. So, let me get your take. What do you think the Great Reset is all about? And uh, let's say hi to Skip in Connecticut. Hello, Skip. Welcome. How are you, my friend? Yeah, how you doing? Uh, Richard, yeah, I think the word exploit that the naysayer that you just uh, gave a clip from is a key word. Watch how they exploit people in different ways. Now, an example would be what just happened to Hank Aaron. Uh, the news said, oh, he took the vaccine in early December and died in his sleep. He actually took the vaccine, Pfizer vaccine, January 5th with a big publicity tour. Oh, it's right. safe. Look how this superstar uh, Hall of Famer took, he's 80, he was 86 years old, took the vaccine and, you know, therefore the black community should join in. Now, what happened was, is he didn't die in his sleep. He died of a stroke. And uh, 
that's listed as a side effect of the Pfizer vaccine. So uh, he was exploited, in my opinion. You know, uh, that, that's what's happening. So he, you know, okay, that's one example. Another thing with this vaccine is they're harvesting, according to Patricia Ack, a vaccine scientist and researcher, uh, human kidneys for this. Uh, they're uh, assigning the making of this vaccine to other countries, and they're giving women not abortions, but uh, uh, those uh, cesarean sections, taking the child out, t- extracting their kidneys while they're alive, and then well, discarding I, This, them. to me, sounds like a lot of hearsay, and, and uh, I, don't, I can't substantiate any of that. That doesn't sound likely to me. Who knows? Uh, you mentioned Hank Aaron. What a great loss. I, I, thank you for, for mentioning that. Um, I neglected to mention that off the top. I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan. Hank Aaron is a, a legend and an icon and a and a, a personal hero of mine and and to uh, millions of others. And was his death possibly? I don't know. I can't sit here and tell you that it was. Uh, some might find the timing a little odd, uh, but he was 86 after all. But. People have have had adverse reactions. We know that. That happens. That happens with these vaccines. There always seems to be some adverse reactions. But I can't sit here and tell you that Hank Aaron died because he took that vaccine. I just can't do it. Uh, 416-360-0740-1-866-744-740. But let's get back to the Great Reset. Does it make you nervous? Don't you find it odd that while it seems to be, on the one hand, out in the open, Klaus Schwab is talking about it. The Secretary General of the United Nations is talking about it. Prince Charles is talking about it. Meanwhile, reporters in this country and our own prime minister say it's just a conspiracy theory. Uh, Let's say hi to uh, Bob in Thornhill. Bob, welcome. Hi, Richard. Thanks for taking my call. Um, To use a Bernie Sanders quote, it's socialism for the rich, and you're on your own individualism for everyone else. And if people need some clarity, I urge them to go to the Corbett uh, report, and he is interviewing Catherine Austin Fitz. And I don't know if you've interviewed her, but she's... she's No, but I had James on the program a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. Well, um, Catherine Austin Fitz talks about uh, uh, BlackRock with the equities, and the mm-hmm. newest, the, the newest uh, uh, word is going direct. And they rolled this out in August of 2019. Um, it's basically a, a fin- financial reset, but it adds a lot of uh, clarity as to where currency is going in the terms of uh, a digital currency and a social credit. But uh, it's, uh, she's very informative. And can I uh, give a quick uh, shout out, please? Sure. It would be to Derek Sloan, Roman uh, Baber, I hope I'm pronouncing his uh, last name correctly, Pierre Polivar, and uh, mostly Randy Hillier for his great talk on free speech when he was on the agenda on, uh, the agenda on CBC. He did a, a great talk on free speech, and uh, thanks very much. All right, Bob and Thornhill, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, we're hearing a lot about 
a reset on the the world financial system, the currency, and so forth. I mean, we can't go on like this. It's unsustainable. This these levels of debt. The question is, what are they going to replace it with? And are they using? And I've talked about this a number of times. Are they using COVID as cover to bring the house down and to usher in this new? currency system. Again, I'm not saying that COVID isn't real. I'm saying they are using it as cover while it's happening. Again, listen to their words. Trudeau, Schwab, COVID is giving us a narrow opportunity that might not come again to reset, restructure the world order. And part of that, no doubt, will be the currency system. Are they going digital? The, um, the third and final priority of this Great Reset Agenda, and again, I'm reading from the uh, weforum.org website, the third and final priority of a Great Reset Agenda is to harness the innovations of the fourth industrial revolution. This is something that Schwab talks a lot about, and others have written books about the fourth industrial revolution which will be to support the public good, especially by addressing health and social challenges. During the COVID-19 crisis, companies, universities, and others have joined forces to develop diagnostics, therapeutics, and possible vaccines, establish testing centers, create mechanisms for tracing infections, and deliver telemedicine. Imagine what could be possible if similar concerted efforts were made in every sector. So, the fourth industrial revolution that's about robotics, that's intelligence. And I've talked about, as recently as two or three months ago, with a guest on this program, talking about the economic tsunami that is headed our way. The massive, massive, unimaginably massive displacement, permanent displacement of jobs because of robotics. I believe it's one out of every five jobs in North America is tied to driving driving a truck. Those jobs will be gone. They're not coming back. Any, any job that you can imagine that could be, a place, could be replaced by a robot will be. And it's happening now. It's going to happen at an accelerated pace. So what to do with everyone else that's sitting around on their hands? Voila. Enter in the universal guaranteed income. Is that what what they're doing now with COVID and the lockdown? These CERB checks? Are they beta testing a guaranteed income? I think that's part of it. We'll take another time out, come back with more calls. We'll also take questions and comments from our YouTube live chat. And uh, Ryan will uh, relay those to me. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Keeping an eye on the new world order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. This is not a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy. A a conspiracy is two or more people huddled together in a room someplace with doors closed, curtains drawn, and they're scheming and plotting. Usually it's something illegal, but not necessarily. It could be something legal, but nefarious nonetheless but this this has nothing none of the hallmarks of a conspiracy 
It's right there on the World Economic Forum website. Everybody's talking about it. We have Premier Kenny in Alberta saying, I've heard about it and I don't like it. Pierre Polyev, the finance critic, challenging the prime minister to come clean. What does he mean by the Great Reset? What does he have in mind? And then we have uh, this, this clip, which echoes pretty much everything that Trudeau said in an earlier clip. Here is Schwab, Prince Charles, and uh, UN Secretary Antonio Guterres talking about the Great Reset. Play the clip, boys. Now is a historical moment, a time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology, and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. All right, let's go to the phones and uh, say hello to Charles in Ohio. Charles, welcome. Hello, uh, Richard. How are you doing tonight? I'm well. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, you said you were going to try and make it down here and uh, see one of our Indians games, I believe. I did. I, I, I came down to, uh, to Cleveland, beautiful city, in, now let's see, was that uh, 2019? In um, May, June 2019, I took the boys to see a, uh, an Indians game and a Cincinnati Reds game and a Pirates game. And I have to tell you, my first time to Cleveland, I love your city. Beautiful. Thank you very much. I, yeah, I, that was the last time we spoke. And and just the, my comment is I believe there was a war and we lost. I mean, they're carrying out a plan that they've had on the books for 100 years, the way I see it. And the end game is they want us to go to our cold, dark houses and beg for a bowl of rice. <laughs> it certainly sounds like something like that is in order. But again, we're not getting a lot of details. They just like to use a lot of fuzzy words like equity mm-hmm. and sustain. Uh, but equitable outcomes to me is very concerning. That, that's, that's pure socialism. There's no getting around it. Equitable outcomes. Uh, yeah. Equality of opportunity, by all means. Equality of outcomes, uh, to me, sounds like coercion. We're taking from you, and we're giving it to this person over here to ensure equality of outcomes. Yes, it's the carbon trading. It That's what I find very fascinating. And see, that's what I've been working on for more than 30 years. Uh, I've, I've been doing research, and I see it that uh, they want... They want to tax us for our emissions of carbon gases, and the greenhouse gases are attributed uh, to mainly to two things: power generation and transportation. And my interest is the 100 mile per gallon carburetor, but it even gets better than that. There's, if you're familiar at all with scuba diving, 
there's a thing, if you don't have an aqualung, there's a device called the rebreather. It lets yes, the, I've heard of that. It lets the diver rebreathe his own exhalant. So it's, it's a closed system, just like the space shuttle up there. It's a closed system. They recycle their waste, and they recycle the air. Well, in a submarine, it's a closed system. And see, the submarine is, uh, back in the 50s uh, and 60s, the U.S. Navy went all nuclear. Well, there's another option for around the world, because they had all the money in the world, our money. Well, around the world, there's also a second, well, other options. Uh, generally, boats are powered by uh, a conventional submarine is a diesel-electric. Underwater, it will recharge its electric. Uh, when it surfaces, it recharges its, diesel, its batteries with a diesel engine. But when submerged, it runs off the batteries and electricity. Well, that's a system. And submarines' performance are measured by their endurance, the amount of time they can spend underwater. Well, a navies around the world realized that's a problem, and they worked on a, a, a different solution rather than nuclear, and it's called a closed-loop system. That's where the diesel is made to breathe its own exhaust. And guess what? It'll work with the automobile, too. The U.S. Navy has patents on it, and individuals, it was first patented back in the 1930s. Well, they have us tailpipe emissions testing our vehicles, and and they don't need it. Uh, they need to be closed loop. It makes them uh, engine much more efficient. I, I don't know too much about this. Uh, I, I have talked to people who, uh, one gentleman in particular, who passed away not too long after I had him on the air. I'm not saying it had anything, one had anything to do with the other, but he was espousing the virtues of a, a hundred mile, hundred mile per gallon. Uh, carburetor as well. Technology, he said, that has been around since the 1920s or 30s. Um, however, I think the point here, the takeaway is it's it's all about innovation. Rather than trying to sequester carbon dioxide in the, in the, in the ground or these pie-in-the-sky ideas or getting rid of uh, fossil fuels, which is just is collective suicide. Uh, and at the same time, it'd be one thing if they said, well, okay, let's bring in more nuclear plants, but they don't want anything to do with nuclear either. Uh, to me, that's, that's the, the short-term solution is nuclear, but also innovation. Sp- never mind the Paris Accord. Sp- let innovators, entrepreneurs come up with a way uh, to make engines far more efficient. I think we could all get on board with that. We'll take another time out. Thanks for the call in uh, Ohio, Joe. Back with more of your calls right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. So again, we hear over and over from Trudeau, from Prince Charles, Antonio Guterres, and others, almost reading from the same script, the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. It, it seeks to transform capitalism by creating the conditions to create what Schwab calls a stakeholder economy. To achieve it, governments should improve coordination, for example, in tax, regulatory, 
and physical policy, fiscal policy, my apologies, fiscal policy, governments, plural, should coordinate. In other words, taxation, spending, and regulations, better known as laws, would be coordinated, according to Chairman Schwab, by some international governing body. That's what I read into it. Governments, plural, should coordinate in areas of taxation, spending, and regulations. So, apparently, our federal governments in Ottawa or in Washington, D.C., for my American listeners, aren't distant and unresponsive enough. Let's move our capital to, I don't know, Geneva. To me, this sounds like goodbye sovereign nation states and hello world federalism. The Great Reset Agenda also seeks to implement reforms that promote more equitable outcomes and sustainability. And again, if this sounds familiar, it's because these same goals are the stated objectives of the United Nations Agenda 2030, previously called Agenda 21. So what what Schwab and, and Trudeau and others mean by equality of outcomes, again, not exactly clear, but a guaranteed annual income is likely an, an integral ingredient. Remember, politicians love it when their constituents are dependent upon them for a paycheck. And the COVID lockdown certainly has provided a convenient opportunity to beta test just such a scheme. I was reading it was a, a recent survey from the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. 70% of businesses in Toronto, 70% here in Toronto, say they don't have the financial means to survive another lockdown. The cost of COVID is beyond staggering. Our annual deficit is over $400 billion. The federal debt has doubled to $1.5 trillion. And we're all being hoodwinked into penury in the name of public health. While billions of dollars, taxpayer dollars, are being sent to assist foreign governments to likewise hoodwink their citizens into penury. Remember, we're all in this together, right? <laughs> As if. Uh, I want to uh, go to the YouTube live chat here. And let's see. We have... Uh, chat, I think. Sorry, let me. I've lost my screen here temporarily. I'll get to that. My screen. Uh, I want to play another clip here. This is uh, Schwab. I mentioned the fourth industrial revolution and how that all fits in. Here's Klaus Schwab and the fourth industrial revolution. Have a listen. The fourth industrial revolution will impact our lives completely. It will not only change how we communicate, how we produce, how we consume, it will change actually as our own identity, which of course gives life uh, to such uh, policies and uh, developments like uh, smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. What we will see is that uh, everything will be integrated into a ecosystem driven by big data and uh, driven uh, particularly by close cooperation also of governments uh, with um, uh, 
business, civil society, and this revolution will come at a breathtaking speed. It will be like a tsunami. All right. Uh, I've got one more final clip in here. I don't know if I'll have time, but um, somebody on the YouTube live chat, I'm doing this from memory and I apologize. I've lost the screen. It may have been Chad, uh, was wondering about um, the government relocating uh, people to camps or uh, taking away our savings in order to distribute this wealth. Listen, I, I don't want to uh, sound like you know, a paranoid fear monger. Uh, but the um, the deputy prime minister, Christy Freeland, has, has talked about the need to somehow find a way to release Canadian savings to stimulate the economy. And again, kind of vague on details. Often they'll just sort of float these ideas and then they can tell us afterwards that they warned us Uh I'm nervous about that. I'm nervous about having money inside the banking system. I don't know what they have in mind. But what happens, and again, I've talked to people who who lived in communist countries, who barely escaped with their lives. Maybe you have uh, friends or neighbors or relatives that lived under communism or some sort of authoritarian or totalitarian regime. And what happens is as it, it's almost as if these things happen in slow motion. They take away your rights. They take away your property. And uh, there's kind of a psychological phenomenon that kicks in. It's called normalcy bias. I don't know why this happens. There must be some evolutionary reason But it's like the roof is caving in, but you convince yourself, no, that's just some mice scurrying around in the attic. There's no need to worry. This can't be happening. And then they cart you off to a detainment center. No, this can't be happening. This isn't real. It'll all be straightened out in the morning. And then they take your house. Ah, well, there must be some clerical error. Surely this isn't happening. That's called normalcy bias. I think we need to be suspicious and nervous and vigilant and start asking our government leaders and politicians, what is it you're playing at? What do you mean to do here? We really, we can't let go of this. This Great Reset is not a conspiracy. They are talking about it. I want to play one more. This may be the most frightening aspect of this. This is uh, Schwab again, talking about the fourth industrial revolution. And it sounds eerily like transhumanism. Have a listen. It's at the end what what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. Didn't that sound like he's talking about merging man with technology? You know, one of the things that Schwab has said is at some point in the future, and this may be part of the Great Reset, 
we may have to think about using technology to scan people's brains to see if they pose some possible security threat. So imagine crossing a border or going through the airport and instead of having your luggage checked, they scan your brain. They have the technology to read your thoughts, basically. He's talked about this. This is where we're headed, folks. Sounds like a scene out of Gattaca. All right. We are done. Uh, Next week on the program, the great John B. Wells will be here from Caravan to Midnight. Looking forward to that. We'll also talk about privacy in the second hour with a privacy consultant, how to preserve and take back your privacy in the digital age. Thanks to Ryan. Thanks to Carlos. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There is nothing hidden that won't be found and nothing I'm just too choked up here I can't even remember my closing tonight (laughs) anyway be safe I'll be back next week God willing so long for now